0: Hey there, it is uh, the Ten Commandments Conversations with this week. You've got me, uh, Pastor Tasha Blackburn, and you've got...
1: Ken
0: Peavy Ken Ken, it is good to see you. I am interloping on the podcast this week. Uh, well, it was long from... promised
1: and finally <laughs> fulfilled.
0: <laughs> I know, it has been long promised. Yes, exactly. Well, and we did uh, an interesting uh, commandment this last Sunday in Sunday School... <gasps> Uh, that maybe people have mixed feelings about. It's honor your father and your mother. Um, and we were just talking about, as we walked up here to record this, that that can sound different depending on the age of the person hearing the commandment. Um, so how did that two different ages uh, feel to you? There's the way a child can hear that commandment, and there's a way an adult child can hear it with an elderly parent. What do you think about that?
1: Well, when I, when I first heard it, I always thought it was kind of, I, I, I laughed, you know, because it sounded like a threat to me, and it sounded uh-huh. like that Bill Cosby thing, you know, you will do what I say, because I can take you out and make another one just like you. Exactly. And I thought, okay, yeah, I can do that too.
0: Exactly. I hear your mother saying that <laughs> in my own mind. I can hear, I can hear mom saying that. My yeah.
1: mother loves me,
0: so. <laughs> Yeah, so it sounds as a threat if you're the child, if you're a a child child. Yeah. um, You know, you are going to honor your father and mother while you live in this house. Um, But as we talked about in Sunday school, the initial language of the commandment is given to adult males. Um, We know that because later it's going to say, hey, how about you not covet your neighbor's wife? That sounds like a very adult male um, thing to ask about. And right before this, in the commandment you guys talked about last week, it was, um, remember the Sabbath so that your servants and slaves can have some rest as well. So that's assuming um, an adult status, and in the culture it's coming out of, it's assuming a male status. All the pronouns are male in this as well. So, So we hear it differently if it's, hey, adult male, honor your father and your mother. If the power dynamic has shifted... Um, we hear that maybe less as a threat, uh, and more as a responsibility. I, I I, I don't know, or maybe still as a threat. (laughs) (laughs) You remember your mother and father, even though they're old. Yeah.
1: Yeah. But, uh, you know, you told a story in Sunday school that kind of flipped it on me, you know, a paradigm shift kind of thing where, um, I I can't repeat the story as well as you can but you know if you flip the the idea that uh, your kids are going to be taking care of you later and you know if you set the example for them uh, then they will take care of you and you will live long on the earth.
0: Exactly yeah because this is as the writer of Ephesians tells us they say this is the first commandment with the promise and it actually ends up it's the only commandment with the promise Uh, honor your father and mother and then it's you know so that you can have well-being and your days will be long on the earth right so the promise is like a good life yeah and uh you're like oh wait so how are those related but yeah yeah and the story comes from uh, a grimm's fairy tale apparently which those are always so sunny and delightful you know <laughs> um cutting off of children's thumbs and things like that but this is the one where um the parents are raising a small child but they also have aged father in the house and at first they treat him well he has his own bedroom and he sits at the kitchen table with them to eat and everything and then they're so annoyed by him because he is frail and uh you know no fun anymore that they eventually have ended up putting him in a corner leaving him there he doesn't have his own room or anything and they've made a trough for him to eat out of just treat him like an animal um and and one day the mother is out seeing her four-year-old you know, playing with sticks and such. And she says, what you doing, little Timmy? Or whatever. And he says, oh, I'm getting the trough ready for when I make a trough for you and dad. When you get older, and oh, gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You're watching everything. How I honor my father and mother when our power dynamic has shifted, the generation behind me is watching. Mm -hmm. Um, Which does feel a little like a promise and a threat. (laughs) <laughs> at the same time, yeah, but it
1: you know it's kind of the uh Ken Wallace mentioned that it was sort of like the golden rule, you know, treat yeah. others as you want to be treated, yeah, and that's exactly the way that works
0: I think one of the interesting things about this one, too, as related to the golden rule is uh and one of the things the commentators I was reading for the lesson talk about is that uh our family relationships are the first example we have in our lives of i didn't choose this relationship like i didn't choose you as my parent and you didn't choose me as your kid um i also have to figure out how to i have to figure out how to live with you as someone i didn't choose and someone i don't necessarily have a lot of power over um and life is full of that our relationship with god is full of that You know, I didn't choose God, God chose me. Um, I don't get to tell God how he gets to act. Um, I just have to learn um, how I best honor him um, with what I've been given and with who he is. Uh, And so there's some commentators who want to point to like, this is that fifth commandment, it's right in the middle of the commandments and part of it leans back toward how we honor God. Even though it's saying mother-father language, it's sort of like, what do you do with a relationship that you don't have a lot of power in and you didn't choose, but you have to figure out how to honor the relationship? And that that sort of is a little bit of a, a reminder of how we live with God. Um, and then we, of course, it leans into the last commandments, which we will talk about in coming weeks, the last ones, which are how do we treat each other and how are you going to treat mom and dad? You know, we had only gone about two minutes into class, though, when you sort of raised your hand and you said, what if a parent doesn't deserve to be obeyed? And, and I was so nice to you. And I said, we'll get to that, Ken. We'll get to that. <laughs> but that was your very first question. And it may be folks listening. Oh, yeah.
1: Very Not everybody grows up in a, in a nice, loving family.
0: No. And so what do we do about that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we talked about in class there, and I hadn't even realized this by the way, until I was researching for the, for the class. Um, but there's passages, uh, one of them is Ezekiel. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to have the chapter on me, but one comes from Ezekiel where, uh, the God's talking through the prophet and saying, you know what? I told the children of those people in the wilderness. I said, don't even listen to your parents anymore. They have fallen away so far, you know. They aren't following me. They aren't. Um, they aren't being someone you could respect and honor. I, I can't honor and respect them. So guess what? You don't have to follow that parent anymore. He this, like the literal message. You don't have to follow that parent if they are leading you astray. Um, we also have uh, cases where the Levites, which are the priestly class in Israel. The Levites are designated as you no longer follow mother and father, you follow God. Your your journey with God is more important, supersedes your journey with your parent. So there's sort of two examples, one a little more positive, the parent might be just fine, um, but but still that relationship with God has to come even before that. And then one is, yeah, your parents pretty rough, uh, not great at being a parent, not able to honor God in, the, in their own lives, not able to treat you with the kind of respect that another human creation deserves. If they can't do that, then you don't honor you.
1: Yeah, it looks good on paper, but it's got to be hard to do in real life. I mean, your parents have a grip on you. I know. Uh, and... You know, as if you're depending upon how old you are, you don't know necessarily that that's a wrong thing that they're telling you to do. You know, it may be the first example is mom may tell you to go over and, you know, you want a candy bar? Go put go put that candy bar in your coat pocket, and you know we'll take care of it. You know, you just don't know know that that's a wrong thing. Your mom told you to do it. I
0: know. Well, and how many folks uh, were raised uh, even with the scriptures? and Christian faith in particular being used as a weapon against them uh, by the parent. Yes. Um, You know, you have to honor your father and mother. You have to obey me um, because I am the father or I am the mother, and that means I get to do anything I want to you, like they've twisted it to be whatever they wanted it to be, and done it in God's name. And so then how do we, as folks who really want to take God's word seriously, try to take God's word seriously, um But understand how it can get twisted for people
1: yeah it's you know you 've got to have a set of rules that you live by and guide your life by, and the Ten Commandments are a set of those rules and if If you understand those and if if something doesn 't fit in one of those ten you know in those ten categories, then you probably shouldn 't do it <laughs> yeah. yeah
0: exactly you know
1: your parents and if you go to honor your mother and father but it violates the do not steal thing, then you probably shouldn't do it. Yeah. So it, well, it's getting... Well,
0: that's to, an interesting thing, right? Like, so take the other nine, right? Yeah. Uh, take the other nine commandments, and if the mother and father are breaking most of them, uh, then I'm not sure that tenth one needs to be held. Um, yeah. If 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 mom or dad um, covet and steal and murder... <laughs> and uh and disrespect in such a complete way, yeah. then how in the world can this fifth commandment be honored? You know, we talked about in class um that when it leans backward, the commandment leans backward toward of like the vertical relationship, that whole like I have to figure out how to honor something that i didn't I'm not in charge of, right, just like I figure out how to honor God well that whole vertical relationship if the parent can't be a parent then that one goes away i i I can't i don't you are not fulfilling the role um of a parent who follows those commandments um and so i i don't need to honor you because of that way the one that remains that i think is so uh difficult for adult children even to navigate, much less children children, is the horizontal. Um, we all know, we maybe even have in our own families or extended families, people who it's like, my mother never had a kind word to say for me, you know, to say to me. I. We know people like that, like this, she was not a good mother. She didn't know how to do it. She never was good at it. And now I am 50 years old and she is older and more vulnerable what is my obligation to her like and i i she I, i'm not going to fulfill that vertical with her because she couldn't be the mom she couldn't be mom and so i don't honor her in that sense but as another human being um how do i ensure that her life has weight and is honored yeah. um that that is a i i can only imagine i have not had that in my own life personally but I can only imagine figuring that out as an adult. Um, because at some point the power dynamic shifts and it's not about responding to you, it's about what kind of person do I wanna be.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it may even turn to where you went from things that you couldn't pick to things that you can pick. You can pick a mentor. That's and, right. And the mentor doesn't even have to know that they're a mentor. That's right. You know, this is, this is the person I wish that could have been my father because he acts responsibly, he does all this, and I'm going to mimic what he does.
0: That's right. That's right. Well, and then we get to the New Testament and where we see this commandment uh, kind of lived out and shaped uh, a little bit. First, from that Ephesians writer I mentioned before, he's the one that we get kind of the more child understanding of the commandment, I think. Because the commandment in the Old Testament really is to these adult males. But in Ephesians, he says, Children, obey your parents. You know, and oh boy, I think a lot of us have heard that one in some form (laughs) Uh, in our (laughs) child brains. You know, children, obey your parents. That seems pretty clear, and it also seems like a pretty heavy hammer. But then right after that, um, the writer says, And fathers, don't enrage your children. Like don't bring them to anger. Don't treat them in such a way that, um, that they would want to be angry with you. So there's this reciprocal relationship that I think can't be forgotten that I think parents, even on our best days can sometimes forget. It's like children obey your parents. You know, we want to hear that part of it. We want to say that part of it, but it's reciprocal immediately. And fathers don't don't harm your children in a way that they would be angry with you like that you know so it's this reciprocal relationship so we have that piece of it in the new testament but then we also have as we talked about in class uh i mean jesus takes everything as he loves to do and just takes it further and so he really he really uh uh, he has a very interesting understanding of what family values are. He's the one who says to the fishermen who are helping their dad run their business, he says, leave, these, leave this business and follow me. And we're told that those first disciples leave dad behind in his business and they go to follow this man. Um, it comes even more pointed When there's a man later uh, in the Gospels who says, I want to follow you, Jesus, but my dad just died, and so I need to bury him first, and then I'm going to follow you. And Jesus says, let the dead bury the dead. You either follow me or you don't. Oh, my goodness. You know, this is not going to go over in my household. It's not going to go over in a lot of households. Um, And he's also the one who said, you know, in order to follow me, you have to hate father and mother. This is very different from the fifth commandment. Um, but I think what he's doing here is he is absolutely pointing to, um, we make family is now broadened. And if your biological family, if the family you were raised in can bring this kind of family to you, wonderful, amazing. Um, for a lot of us, we're going to have to go out and find it. We're going to have to find faith family. that will lead us deeper in a way that maybe the family we're born into cannot lead us Uh, so he kind of takes family and it's not that you don't honor your father and mother but you really have to figure out who are the father and mother who are really leading you to abundant life here Um, I don't know he takes it and stretches it
1: would have been nice if somebody spoke up back then and said, uh, "Excuse me, what about the honor of thy father and mother?" Then let yeah. him explain it, as opposed Come to us on. coming up with an interpretation.
0: Well, that would have been nice. Yeah. I know, Ken. Why didn't? Why, where were you to ask the question? With the...
1: <laughs> it was a little before my time. It was, it was
0: slightly before your time, I know, but only slightly. Uh, you were a child in the, you know, yeah, two thousand <laughs> ago. Yeah. No, it, it it is interesting, but then he does. Jesus does do this amazing thing. At the end of his life, he has so many sort of, uh, I think the word, the buzzword for the era, right, is problematic. He has these problematic things to say about family life um, and about how to treat your family. Um, But then at the end of his life, he's on the cross and his mom is standing out there. um, And he says to the woman, to the man next to his mom, he says, woman, here is your son. And then he says to the man, you know, son, here is your mother. And it seems to me he is taking that idea of how we treat the vulnerable, how we treat that power dynamic. Um, here is now a vulnerable woman. Her son, is going, her son is dead, going to die, you know, imminently. Um, she is a vulnerable woman um, who will care for her. And it's like if you want to follow Jesus then that lady's your mom. You know, no matter who raised you, um, the lady in the pew over from you um, who is vulnerable in this society, son, here is your mother. Mother, here is your son. And that in the community of faith, we're supposed to treat each other that way. We're supposed to say, you know, okay, I have a mom and dad, but boy, I got all these other relatives now too Mm -hmm. um, in the family of faith. And so on the one hand he says some things that you're like jesus is that really honoring parents i have a few questions about it but then here at the end of his life it's like it's like honoring 2.0 yeah and keeping the commandment so it's really about honor everybody well we're getting to that aren't we with like and then you're back to ken Peavy house or ken wallace as we always are right yeah yeah. it's the golden rule You know and you got to figure that out with the ones closest to you before you can ever figure it out with the one down the street if you can't figure out how to love and honor a father and mother even in real difficult thorny ways um how are you going to figure out how to honor your neighbor how are you going to figure out how to honor someone you never meet how are you going to figure out how to love and honor an enemy Boy, oh boy, never going to get there if we can't start at the core. Yeah. You know what we did at the very end of class, Ken, was we talked about for about 22 seconds about the next commandment, uh, which seems like it deserves more than 22 seconds. Um,
1: What was that? Was that going to be it, or was it going to just well, sort of a, We're gonna, an we'll appetizer? Do,
0: this is a we'll do a little teaser today because uh, that's what I did in class, and then we'll talk more about it next week okay. too. But, um, but it's do not kill. Yeah, that's how long the commandment is. Well, I think it's there's thou depending on your <laughs> thou shalt not kill. Right? Yeah. is the commandment full stop?
1: But uh, you brought up something about you know that meant you know somebody that was. Accused of killing somebody, be it accidental,
0: mm-hmm.
1: but then it's, and so the the penalty, the legal penalty for accidentally killing somebody, is to legally kill somebody. Yeah. So how do you?
0: Well, yeah, I brought up that I had not thought about this. If I had, I had slept since then. But when they were, uh, when the people came back from exile, they'd all had to go, you know, to other foreign nations because they'd been overrun anyway. And then after the exile, they get to come back to Israel, the land of Israel, and they're starting to form their societies and form their culture and build cities and all that stuff. And when they were doing that, um, one of the things they set up was six cities of refuge. That's what they called them, six cities of refuge. And it's interesting because they didn't want them clustered. They wanted them all throughout the land precisely so that if someone accidentally killed someone else, Uh, I mean, you're out cutting down trees and the axe handle slips. I hate to get all graphic, but you know, and the axe handle slips and the person dies of the wound, right? Accidental completely. They needed a place to flee to, that accidental killer. Uh, And if you fled to this city of refuge, then they couldn't, the neighbors and the family of the dead person or whatever, they were not allowed to come in there and get you. And that was your refuge. You were safe there. And that's because even if it wasn't on the books that they were allowed to kill you because you accidentally killed someone, uh, uh, it's not really a law-abiding moment. Um, It was more like, I can't believe cousin Arnold's dead. We're going to come get you. Like It was more about retribution and revenge uh, for the loss. Yeah. And so uh, whatever was on the books was one thing. As we well know, we still have some of this. And whatever happened was another thing. And so people needed a place to run to for refuge. And there were these six cities that folks who, uh, well, it would be called manslaughter, committed manslaughter, um, could run to. Um, and it, the reason I kind of led with that is, A, I think it's really interesting they did that. And B, it really speaks to how seriously they take the preservation of life. That was accidental. Even in a very accidental, someone is dead. And um, we know that the community is gonna take that so seriously that the person who accidentally killed them is gonna to have to go. They have to go. Um, because it's, there's gonna be yeah. such a strong reaction.
1: Well, I can see that, have to go, but you know, we kind of talked about that the have to go wasn't necessarily what it was. They were gonna to have to be killed. And, yeah. you know, that was the, yeah. the penalty for accidental was intentional. Yeah. And that, you know, if you're going to throw do not kill in my face, <laughs> then why are you going to use it over here as part of the, you know, the, the fixing of the problem?
0: That's right. Well, and we're going to talk more about that next week, but it's very interesting because the, the verb for kill there uh, in the commandment is the exact same word for everything from, as you just said, accidental death death. Um, all the way up to public and legal death execution. It's all the same word uh, in the commandment. Thou shalt not do those things, right? And um, so how to live with that command um, and have it inform not only our personal beliefs, but the culture we live in is real tricky. Um, Everything from accidental to execution we're going to talk more about that next week
1: okay cool. um
0: of how israel tried to figure out how to live that out uh how the new testament talks about living that out and how how can we try to live in that commandment yeah exactly that'll be next week along with yours and my favorite commandment uh do not commit adultery We're going to do both of those next week. I know people won't want to miss it.
1: (laughs) And sometimes one can lead to the other. Ken,
0: eat your Wheaties. Yeah, they they can be related. I've seen enough episodes of Law & Order. (laughs) I know that the one can lead to another. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Okay, so next week's a twofer.
0: Next week is a twofer, exactly. And uh, we are so glad you're listening, and we'll talk to you again then. Thanks, everybody.